0: Download the Viator app now and use code Viator ten for ten percent off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.
1: It's now month seven since the start of the pandemic and lockdowns across the United States. And my colleague Ronnie Mola here at Recode has been covering the ways that the coronavirus has changed the workplace and work culture. Hey, Ronnie. Hey, how you doing, Teddy? So back in April, you wrote this piece titled The End of the Office as We Know It, and that was April. And I'm just curious, what were you thinking would happen then?
0: So back then, we had a lot of pie-in-the-sky ideas. You know, this is before anyone actually had to do anything. I talked to a lot of different people in real estate, and they were thinking of completely remodeling the office space so that there were a lot more separate offices, Also kind of counterintuitively creating more collaboration spaces because the idea was that in the future people would work from home a lot, but then, you know, they would come into the office to collaborate and sort of do the things that are much harder to do when you're at home. Mm -hmm. Um, There was also talk of cleaning robots and different sanitation mechanisms, different machines that would clean the air of completely uh, updating HVAC systems, you know, totally renewing the, the air filtration systems within buildings. And, you know, seven months later, not a lot of that big stuff has happened.
1: The idea was that there was going to be this transformation of the workplace, right?
0: Right. Um, A lot of really big changes we were thinking were going to happen. But I don't think that's happened partly because of the situation. Everything's still sort of in flux and everyone's in a holding pattern.
1: Hmm. So you, you don't think it's been the end of the office as we know it?
0: I don't think we can know for sure yet. A lot of people are waiting for a vaccine still. A lot of people are waiting for a little more certainty before they, you know, make any of these really expensive decisions. So in the meantime, they're doing a lot of little stuff that's trying to get people to feel more safe and come back to the office. So one of the near universal changes we're seeing is that a lot of offices are uh, requiring employees to have their temperatures taken or to complete a a small questionnaire before they're allowed. Uh, The questionnaire usually says, you know, have you experienced any symptoms? Have you been around anyone with coronavirus? The idea is to sort of filter out uh, people who may be sick from coming into the office at all. The flip side to that is that, you know, a lot of people don't actually show symptoms or have a temperature but could spread coronavirus. So, you know, it's, it's definitely not a foolproof way of doing things.
1: You talked about hybrid work models as one possible change.
0: Right. That means that, you know, some of the people work from home some of the time, some people work from office some of the time. And In reality, it's it's working right now, but that's partly because so few people are going into the office. So those who do go into the office get to have that six feet of space.
1: How many people are going in right now in, say, New York City?
0: So New York City, which is one of the biggest office markets, obviously, uh, they think office occupancy is around 10, maybe 15 percent of normal, of normal. Yeah. Um, it's a bit higher in other cities and other places around the country. Office markets maybe up to a quarter, but still, you know, really low, just 25 percent of what it used to be.
1: What about work culture shifted now that we are at home?
0: So there's a few studies out there that are saying
1: that our days
0: are sort of longer than ever. You know, we log on earlier, we log off later. Um, you know, we save a lot of time by not commuting into the office, but we're spending a lot more time on our computers. The flip side of that is that, you know, we have more flexibility. You could run out in the middle of the day or people could drop off their kids or do something for child care. but. There's also a study from this company called Time is Limited that says w- that we're having more meetings. You know, managers are trying to keep tabs on their their spread out workforce. So they're trying to connect more. But we also know that meetings can be bad for productivity.
1: And are people feeling okay about this? I mean, obviously, it's hard to generalize. But like, what are employees saying? What are employers saying? I'm curious also what they think is coming next.
0: And generally, I think employers want more of their workforce to come back. Mm-hmm. I think a few people expressed to me that there's this idea that there's been less productivity lately. Right after the pandemic started, there was a lot of increased productivity and a lot of pieces out there saying, you know, work from home really works. And I, in a lot of w- ways, I think it really does. It's hard to sort of parse out the difference between decreased productivity being because we're all working from home or because, you know, everything else that's going on in the pandemic. And, you know, a lot of people working from home don't love it. Person to person, it, it varies. But, um, you know, if you have a, bad childcare situation, if your house doesn't have the greatest office, you know, your kid might be screaming and your back might be hurting. So some people are kind of excited at the prospect of going back into an office.
1: So Ronnie, to what extent is, is the goose sort of cooked here? I mean, the idea that folks can now work anywhere. I mean, are people even coming back to the office ever, even if they want to? What if they moved far away from where their office was over the last year?
0: I do think generally people are coming back to the office. All the polls I've read show a large percentage of people do want to come back to, to the office some of the time. But there is also the other side of that. That's there's the opportunity for people to work, live and work from anywhere. You'll you see that with a bunch of tech companies offering their workers to work from home forever. Um, that might come with a pay cut, but it also gives people the opportunity to you know not be in San Francisco and
1: not be in New York City. So what would it take for folks to actually come back at all?
0: So, So the funny thing about a lot of the answers I was getting from people was, you know, it it doesn't have anything actually to do with the office. You know, you could do, you could make a lot of changes to the office and people still wouldn't come back. A lot of people said the main thing that would get them back would be, you know, a vaccine. Uh, There's also a lot of other things that need to be put in place before people will come back to the office. They need childcare. You know, they need to think that uh, transit into the office is safe. Um, They also need to trust their coworkers, you know, you could require masks and all this stuff, but if you don't think that your coworker is being safe outside of the office, you're not going to feel comfortable working next to him or her.
1: Ronnie Moa, a senior data reporter here at Recode, thanks for joining us.
0: Thanks for having me, Teddy.